0: Clean, you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius, you'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just 2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off.
1: Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime up in this hizzy. In the nighttime. It is nighttime. We're doing a late night recording, later than expected, actually. But, you know, it is what it is. So late. I already finished my cocktail. <laughs> oh, you did? I did Drink not. Clunk. I have a little <laughs> bit left. I'm doing, hey, I went back to the crystal light and, um, Oh my God. I haven't thought about that in a while. That's so old school. I know. And by the way, it's so freaking good.
0: I forgot how good it was.
1: And so try
0: that with your, if you don't know, we're speaking of the sugar-free caffeinated strawberry crystal light and your choice of alcohol mixed together with a sparkling beverage. It has to be sparkling.
1: Yes. I prefer just like Topo Chico or Perrier strawberry yeah. flavor, but I can also do it with the bubbly grapefruit. But,
0: All right. There you go. Yeah. Cheers. So, cheers. Cheers. If you're watching
1: on YouTube, you would have seen That's why Gretchen knew because it was a little peak. Anyways, let me tell you something. I have, is it called a PSA? Public yeah, PSA, service announcement. Pu- okay. Let me, correct. okay. So the other day I was at a meeting for the charity league that I am in and somebody at the, fancy. <laughs> fancy, fancy, fancy. Mm-hmm. So somebody there shared notes with me, which I didn't even know you could do. But if I wanted to share my notes from my phone, my iPhone, I could share my notepad with you. Like oh, yeah, say I, do I,
0: that. I know how to do that.
1: Okay. Well, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I have the notes for this meeting or whatever we were doing, right?
0: Okay. I'm already impressed. So official. People are taking notes and it's a league.
1: Well, so I take lots of notes on my phone for this podcast or for shit. Even when I get mad at my husband, I like to write it down in my notepad. That is so smart. Okay. Because I then I remember what I need to yeah. say. <laughs> Yeah. So, cause usually I like, it's, it, I forget everything you guys. I like if you could do anything to me and I'd forget it. And I'm like, Oh, you wronged me. I don't remember that. I'm still your friend. It's a true story. So anyhow, I took a lot of notes this last week in my own notepad. However, I didn't realize that I was writing on the shared notepad that everybody (laughs) in the charity league could see. Oh, how fun. So what kind of things did you share? Well, I don't want to get into the details of it.
0: By lube. (laughs) By lube. I'm just trying to think the worst thing it could be.
1: No, it wasn't that bad. It was more about my child and some problems that she's having at school. And so it was about that. And so, but somebody was like, hey, just so you know, all of your notes from this past weekend are on the Charity League shared drive. <laughs> like, oh, I die. Uh, oh my gosh. I was like, you got to be fooling me right now. Yeah. 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 So just to know if somebody shares it, it's shared with everybody. They share the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Noted.
1: And noted. <laughs> right. <laughs> the other thing I did have on there was for the podcast, and it was that also public service announcement. I went to one of those fancy spas, and I thought they had deodorant there. And so I just see this like little bottle of spray, because sometimes they have those like spritz, spritz sprays. So I just spritzed it under my armpit real quick. And it wasn't, it was like the shower spray, the eucalyptus shower spray spray, which burned the shit out of my armpits. Ouch. Yeah. So now those people know about that too. Cause that was in my notes. That was, in,
0: your notes. That was <laughs> in <my laughs> notes. well, at least it was your armpits and not somewhere else. Oh,
1: true. True.
0: Okay. That it could be, it
1: could by the be way, worse. they do have that spray too. I saw it at the course. store.
0: Yeah, of course I know all about it. My shit smells good. Anyways, I have had an eventful week. I'm back driving my car, which is kind of fun. Is it? Don't you
1: miss the, do you miss the, the bright orange door, the... Dodge Charger? Come on.
0: Well, I did kind of resign myself to like driving that car. You know, you're kind of a boss bitch in a car yeah, like that. You are. Because people check it out and you're like, yeah, what are you looking at? You should
1: wave That's it up That's what
0: I drive. Yeah, I do. I'm <laughs> okay. like, I'm owning it. Okay. Okay. But. The real highlight of the week was I developed a relationship with the representative at the car dealership. His name
1: is Greg, and we talked a lot, like a lot. Should we be worried? Did Jeremiah <laughs> be worried?
0: No. The thing about it was, is that I don't speak car. You know, Valves, le. I don't get it. Yeah. Doesn't, you just tell me when to pick it up and how much it is. That's as far as I go. I hate to be that stereotype, but.
1: Oh, you so are.
0: I so am. Right.
1: You're you're the one that gets taken advantage of like the air filter every single time you get an oil change.
0: Whatever. Yeah, totally. It looks dirty. Let's do it. Okay. so I know this about myself and Greg knows this about myself. So despite the fact I tell him all the time, like, can you just call my husband?
1: Mm -hmm. He still calls you. Yeah, because he he knows he can get more money from you. So for like the past couple of weeks, he's like, calling me
0: and he just I answer the phone say hi and he talks really fast and then he wants to hang up right and I'm <laughs> yeah. like Greg you got to call my husband and he's like oh uh, okay oh my god so, you know my husband is really nice until he's not yeah and then he's a dick so I think he was like uh, kind he of didn't he, really want to talk this, to him like good cop bad cop thing going on with Greg yeah you know right yeah yeah. So anyways, so Greg called me after I I got my car back for a minute. while I was asleep because I was recovering from the field trip that I went on that I told you about last week and my husband took my car and some light went on. So Greg got a message from my husband like, "Oh my god, we just got it back and the effing check engine light is on." Yeah. He, he calls me and I was like, "Greg,
1: we got to break up."
0: Like, I don't want <laughs>
1: Did you tell him that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was
0: like oh i don't we had a good laugh he was like i don't know why i got this crazy message there's a light out in your car still oh like, my gosh oh. i was like i don't want to see you anymore greg it's over yeah and then i okay. had to call him the next day and go actually it's it's on
1: it's on like donkey kong all right <laughs> yeah, well. i'm
0: coming back so anyhow okay that's all i've been up to Fun. you ready for crime i am Tab. This week's case is brought to us by listener suggestion from Allison Russell. Allison, thank
1: you. Thanks, Allison. Gretchen already gave me a real, she I didn't know. tell me what it was, but she said it's real juicy.
0: It's juicy. And
1: Zumba esque. So I'm very excited about this. I don't know
0: if one. I can be as good as Zumba, but it's good.
1: Okay. okay. Today's case is
0: the case of Joyce McKenney. Joyce was born in 1949 and grew up an only child in North Carolina. What we know about Joyce's early years comes from Joyce herself. Obviously, she's no spring chicken. And so her parents have passed and she has no siblings or friends or relatives that speak of her. And I think we all understand (laughs) as to why by the time the episode is over. I was like, wait, she doesn't even have any friends? Just
1: saying,
0: just take it with a grain of salt that comes from
1: Joyce. Okay. Joyce. Okay. Okay. I mean, even you told me on our Patreon episode last week that Brian, crazy guy from Idaho, has a friend. Yes. Prison. So have a love interest. That guy can have a friend. I'm sure Joyce has a friend.
0: I, I don't think anyone is
1: love no. interested
0: in Joyce. Okay. Which is very interesting. I had
1: an aunt named Joyce.
0: Oh, okay. At one point. Let's rejoice in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Grouchy, you're so on it but today. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So according to Joyce, she had a very typical North Carolina upbringing on a small family farm. She was a pageant girl growing up. mm. She went on to be a contestant as in Miss World 1973. Joyce totally gives off pageant vibes. She's very attractive. She knows it. Big hair. Well, in her heyday, yeah, she was like the full blonde beauty queen bombshell. And she's got that like bubbly pageant personality. Yeah. Ends every sentence with a smile. Joyce claims to have an IQ of 168. Now, that is not verified, you know, so.
1: I just love when people want to tell you their IQ. You're like, I don't
0: think I've ever even taken an IQ test.
1: (laughs) Neither have I, but it's just, it's so weird. I had a friend. I bet you could know who they were Mm -hmm. at one point in the last few years that told me her kid's IQ. Oh, yeah. I was like, Okay. What? That's extra. Yeah, it is. It certainly is. Okay.
0: Well, as it was with Joyce, around 1975, she landed herself in Salt Lake City. Now, in 1975, Joyce was 26. What brought Joyce to Salt Lake is interesting. What she says is at this point in her life, she was just as straight edge as could be. She was just a real good girl and she just aspired to marry a real special guy and have a family and live like the whole white picket fence dream. And she was telling a professor that she was just really in search of a special guy, the kind that didn't drink or smoke.
1: <laughs> like a Mormon? In Salt Lake yes, City, yes, that oh, is what I he mean. said. He said
0: something like, "Well, heck, Joyce, there are loads of those in Salt
1: Lake City. They're called Mormons." Yes. So now, now I, called Latter-day Saints. Remember, I that? Then we, we okay.
0: Oh well, I'm going to call them Mormons in this, but this is taking place in the 70s. Okay, so please,
1: you. Know. I think you could still say it.
0: I'm going to say nice things about the Mormons or the we'll Saints. Whatever listen. you play for. we do. We yeah, I'll get to that part.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> we like the Mormons.
0: So, <laughs> we do. Okay. So for choice, it was Salt Lake City or bust. It was Joyce and her big white sheepdog Millie in her little Corvette, no less. Right. Ooh. Yeah. When she arrived on the Salt Lake City scene, she was thrilled to now be living in this land of wholesome, church-going people that she thought were just real swell and like-minded. And her dream came true of meeting a very special guy when she met a young Mormon man that also drove a Corvette named Kirk. Joyce says it was electric love, she says he told her he loved her the first night they met, and they talked marriage mm. and babies soon after. She was madly in love with his blue eyes and his clean skin. I quote. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Nowadays, Joyce, people like them dirty.
0: I like them kind of dirty myself.
1: I know. Hello. Going for like... that.
0: I'm picturing like a Noxzema commercial or something. That's the look she wanted.
1: Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I like the clean, I like the clean guys too. Okay. No. But you know, the rough and scruff, what's that show y'all are watching? Yellowstone. Oh yeah. I like yeah.
0: it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she says, you know, they're madly in love. They go to meet his mother. And according to Joyce, mama looked her up and down and said, she don't look like a Mormon to me. And Joyce says something like, I guess I was just too pretty for her to believe. Now, I feel the need to explain a little bit about Joyce's personality at this point, because it's going to come up again. And it really bugs me. Joyce is a fat shamer. Mm. She describes his mama as this big old 350 pound woman in a tent dress. And she says it in this real like condescending way, like it's disgusting. And she also goes on to describe Mormon beliefs as foolish, like, you know, oh, they think God lives on a star and they wear magic underwear. And I just think it's real low and awful to like demean people's spiritual practices. Like, you know, every religion has a thing. Nuns wear habits. Hindu wear <laughs> bendies. Sikh wear turbans. You know, like I could go on. If it's not hurting you, don't be an asshole about it.
1: Okay. Scientology. Scientology is not a religion. It's a cult <laughs> and it does hurt. I, people. I, I think that is the difference. Some people would differ with you, but okay.
0: Yes. Scientologists would differ with me.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. It,
0: there, there's a difference,
1: okay. but I agree with you. I think everybody has their, they could, mean. they could be however they want to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. And okay, don't shame their beliefs. Especially when you're trying low. to like, yeah, get up on it. Yeah, as it seems like she wanted character, to.
0: Character, you know, like whatever. I just think it's it's low. Okay. Side so note: I was watching all these clips on YouTube about Joyce. You know, yeah. And so this video of Donnie and Marie Osmond came on. You know, because they're Mormon. Yeah. Right, and I love Marie Osmond, so I watched obviously, and so. They were on the Joy Behar show. And I just thought Joy Behar was like such an asshole because she starts asking them all these belittling questions about being Mormon. Like she straight up says, so what's with the magic underwear? She does too. I just, you know, I'm saying you could watch it on YouTube, but I think I just want to say, I think Joy, you can suck it. (laughs) That's (laughs) the whole... I thought it was real mean. And I thought they... Answered very tactfully. I
1: appreciated it. And I'm sure they've gotten it before.
0: Yeah. Unfortunate. Okay. Okay. So basically why I'm explaining all of this is so you get a feel for this beautiful, eccentric, self-centered, total bitch that is who we're talking about today, Joyce McKinney. Okay. That being said, according to Joyce, bitch or not, Kirk was madly in love with her. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Then one day he disappeared, vanished, poof, gone. Well, in reality, Kirk had gone for his mission, which is a big thing in the Mormon faith. Young men, you know, go away for two years to do missionary work.
1: How old was Kirk was like 19 at the time? Because that's usually when they go.
0: Yeah, he was younger than her. I cannot swear that he was 19, but he was like 19 or 20, I would say. Okay. Okay. So he vanishes. Well, his mama is certainly not telling Joyce where he went, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> right, Okay. So Joyce bounced from Salt Lake and went to California and hired a private investigator to find Kirk. Oh, Now, it took her a minute to get the funds together and all this to do so. And in the meantime, she met a man named Keith, who was an architect. Keith had it bad for Joyce, so much so that he was willing to help her reunite with Kirk. (laughs) Okay, okay. listen, it's bananas. So that's what he did. Joyce learned from the private investigator that she eventually hired that Kirk was in England. And Keith said, Joyce, I think I'll come with you to find him. And I think we'll need to take a pilot and a bodyguard with us. So he recruited a bodyguard from Gold's Gym. Good place. Yeah, That's a good place to get one, right? I suppose. And he got a pilot who responded to an ad that him and Joyce had put out looking for a pilot to travel to the UK and make some short flights for them over there. So what they, like being Joyce and Keith, told these men was that they were going to be part of a mission, to rescue Joyce's fiance from this cult that had him. So this pilot guy, he's up for the mission, says like, sure, let's go, Joyce.
1: Let's and go you your them, love. Or it's just like... Yes, she
0: had oh, the means paying. to pay them. Yes. Okay. So he's up for the mission. She flaunts cash. She's got the cash. How okay. does she have the cash? Well, that is going to come into play later. Okay. What she told them was... Because they had the same question as you, Tap, mm-hmm. was that she
1: was a model. Okay. And she is. And believable. Believable that she is. It
0: is certainly. She is beautiful. It is believable. And he's intrigued. He also admits there was something about Joyce he was drawn to. Her boobs. He says the first time he met her, she was wearing a see-through blouse with no bra. Mm-hmm. So he basically, he didn't mind.
1: Remember that mom pilot, remember the mom that picked up her son from camp with me and she had the, the, um, Oh, I thought about
0: that in a minute. Yeah.
1: White see-through. No, no bra titties out.
0: You know, it's interesting. I really enjoy a bra. I sleep in one, in fact. I know. So I really can't imagine going in public without one.
1: I can't either. But no. I mean, I have when I have a dress that I, you know, I cannot wear. Well,
0: there are occasions. Yes. Yes.
1: But it is very few and far between.
0: Yeah. And you put some tape on that shit in case it's cold. Okay.
1: Okay. You know, they have these things called petals for your boobies. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. That's what I'm saying. There's things. Yeah ways to do it. Like the classy ladies we are. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. So she also took this young pilot to a nude beach right after they met. And that was like a new experience for this guy. And so he thought it was very exciting. And he got to thinking like, this is kind of weird. But he thought by chance, if they traveled to the UK and didn't find Joyce's fiance he wouldn't mind trying to win her. Yeah.
1: Maybe he would himself. get a chance. Yeah. yeah. So why
0: not? Right. Okay. So Joyce, the bodyguard, the pilot and her friend, Keith, the architect, fly over to London. Well, the bodyguard changed his mind after Joyce started unpacking some spy shit, like listening devices and he just like bounced and flew himself back to the USA. It it just, it made him nervous. Okay. I didn't know what he was getting into. Okay. Yeah. Now Joyce says she had these because the thought was if Joyce walked into a Mormon church looking for Kirk, it would raise too many suspicions being her, you know, the like hot piece of something that she is. Right. But, Keith could go in and ask questions and Joyce could be out in the car listening. Okay. Okay. So after doing some poking around in England based on the information that the private detective had given her about his possible locations, they spotted Kirk. Oh. Dressed in a suit, walking down the street jackpot for Joyce. Okay. Well, the pilot says this is when he got to thinking, this is not how he actually had pictured this going down. He thought, I thought we were like rescuing this guy.
1: Yeah. Like, or, what do you mean? He's like walking down the street yeah. by himself or he with another fine. guy. They usually come in too. Yeah.
0: She, he's like, he looks fine. He doesn't need to be rescued. And so he said that he started questioning Joyce about this, and she told him something like, Well, maybe, maybe he doesn't know he needs rescuing. And she showed him a bottle of chloroform and a fake gun. And that was enough for this pilot to be like, I am out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would be out too.
0: Yeah. Smart decision, boobs or not, you know? Time to go, right? So he bounced back to the USA just like the bodyguard had. So now it's just down to Joyce and Keith. Now, according to Joyce, Keith went in to the church and pretended he wanted to convert. And he was able to speak with Kirk and tell him, hey, Joyce is out in the car. Well, Kirk went outside and when he saw Joyce, he told her that, They had told him that she didn't love him anymore. You know? Who told him that? The mom? They. They. Probably the mom. The church, whoever. The church, whatever. Right? And so they drove 250 miles to this cottage in Devon. Joyce had prepared the cottage with Kirk's favorite foods. And silk sheets, and cinnamon body oil so she could give him one of her back rubs that she just says that he loved so much. Well, she says the back rub didn't go as planned because he had on his temple garments. And so that didn't really work out with the, you know, all over body oil situation she had planned. So she says she ripped them off and threw them in the fireplace. Okay. Okay. It's extra, right? Yes. Okay. Well, now that she had removed that barrier, she's ready to get busy with the man that she says she was saving herself for. Well, according to Joyce, there was a problem because she says he had been so brainwashed that he was repressed in that department and was unable to function, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, Joyce said she had a manual on hand. On Christian marriages, and there was a chapter on the impotence. Okay. And it said that if a man has been repressed, he needs to be tied up so that he can let go of control. So conveniently, (laughs) Joyce had she had handcuffs and ropes on hand with her. So she she got to tying him up. Where is
1: Keith during this?
0: It's a pretty decent sized cottage. He left them to
1: be alone. Okay. And and okay. this dude just went with her without the chloroform? Well, she says that she did not
0: use chloroform. Okay. Okay. So, you know, she's got this, you know, got the handcuffs and the ropes, ties them up. She says it worked. They oh. They made sweet, they he, made sweet he, love and their souls melted
1: together. He popped it up, huh? Yeah. After you after, tie them up. That's right. <laughs> okay. The
0: Christian manual she had did the trick. Okay. So after three days, they mutually decided at this point, they're married in the eyes of God. So they should go and make it official. So Joyce, Kirk, and friend Keith went to London to get Joyce and Kirk married. Joyce says they dined
1: at the Hard Rock Cafe. Mm, fancy.
0: Not, it's not my, I think the Hard Rock is like so overrated, right?
1: I think it really is. The food is awful, by the way. The
0: food is awful. Buy a t-shirt if, you, if that's your I thing. think that's and like,
1: yeah, you don't have to actually eat there.
0: You don't have to eat there. Yeah. yeah. They got a little shop in the front. Just buy the t-shirt. Skip the restaurant. Okay.
1: But anyways,
0: that's where they went to eat. And while they were there, Kirk got a hold of a newspaper. And to his horror, there was a story printed on the front page that a Mormon was kidnapped in Surrey, and he realized they were talking about him. So this was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so these three decided the best way to handle it was for Kirk to go back and explain that he was not kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. They would meet up later after he had cleared it all up. Well, Kirk did not exactly clear it all up.
1: Kirk, he went back.
0: Yeah, he went back and he said what happened was, yeah, he went outside with Keith and they put a blanket over his head and he was driven to somewhere. He didn't know where and was shackled to the bed, spread eagle and raped for three days by Joyce. The British media dubbed Kirk's story, the Manacled Mormon.
1: Okay, wait. So when he got away to say that he wasn't held, this is what he said?
0: Yeah, this is what he said. Okay. Okay, so they call him the Manacled Mormon, which I'm going to admit, I didn't really know what manacled meant. Yeah, I don't either. I I I was like, is that like maniacal? Like when you have like a weird laugh?
1: I was like, is it manhandled?
0: No. Okay. That so, that? manacled <laughs> means restrained. Okay. Well, manhandled. Which, that may, make, that makes sense, right? Okay. Yes. So this manacled you know, Mormon story, you know, hits the press and Joyce is just beside herself because this was insanity. What a wild interpretation of her making sweet love with the man <laughs> she was going to marry to call oh. it kidnap and rape, you know, Oh my
1: god! did they go and get married in the eyes of the Lord? Oh, no, they didn't get past no, they the didn't hard rock cafe.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Okay, by the way, Joyce also doesn't believe raping a man is possible. She says, you can't put a marshmallow in a parking meter. That's one way to say that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That I felt was worth quoting, okay? Okay. So Joyce had an answering service, like I suppose people did in the 70s. And she got a message to call Kirk at an English number. And so she did. She talked to him. They made a plan to meet, but it was a setup. Set up.
1: <laughs> I the love phone... a
0: setup. <laughs> I love a setup too. Okay. The phone call was tapped. And so they knew where she was. And so Joyce and Keith were pulled over on the highway and arrested. Okay. Joyce was taken to a women's prison where she was held for three months
1: in England. In England. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Joyce, as we know, you know, she's very resourceful. And while she was being transported, she was able to make a sign which said, Kirk came willingly. He made up the story because he fears excommunication. Help me. So she holds up this sign in like the window of the prison
1: ban or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And. It was photographed, you know, with it, and it was splashed all over the papers.
1: She also wrote
0: two letters, one to the press and one to her parents. And she stuck them in inside of herself to
1: conceal them. (laughs) She She kept them separated, by the way. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. One in Mm -hmm. one hole, one in the other hmm mm-hmm. oh. and she says, and then, <laughs> which one gets the shithole a letter
0: <laughs> I don't yeah not so sure about that so she says that she grunted them out while she was <laughs> transported and then was able to push them out the like slits in the window. It was like those little like slatties. Yeah. You know? Okay. And she motioned to a man on the street who I, I just, I really hope was wearing a latex glove <laughs> was to, definitely not <laughs> to <laughs> pick them up and mail them. And she says he did. I
1: mean, I, it, the whole thing this chick my says a like, lot of how stuff. Did
0: that, how do you keep it up there, and then it has like the current, ad- like the address and postage, and it's got to get all the way to the USA? I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't really wrap my head around it. I yeah. tried really hard to find these letters that she spoke of, but I didn't see them published in like the archive newspapers or anywhere. So, I mean, I don't know about that, Joyce. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is... It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put up learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously get started before your summer vacay. That our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode
0: is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot, just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provided an incentive to positively promote acorns view important disclosures at acorns.com clink investing involves risk including the loss of the principal please consider your objectives risk tolerance and acorns fees before investing acorns advisors llc acorns is an sec registered investment advisor brokerage services are provided to clients of acorns by acorn securities llc member f-i-n-r-a s-i-p-c for more information visit acorns.com this episode is sponsored by astapro thanks astapro for providing tab and i with samples shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, I know we all love to clink, clink, but maybe you're looking to clink, clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less sweetened with agave infused with functional ingredients. And they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess zero proof craft mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink, and you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink.
1: With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask and then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you and guess what they can even create audio books i mean this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you your mom your children your children's children it is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code CLINK at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code CLINK, mylifeinabook.com.
0: Anywho, the story of the manacled Mormon, it's taken on a life of its own. The Brits love a salacious story. I mean, who doesn't? Can't blame them, right? So all the press came to her bail hearing and Joyce put on quite a show. She was absolutely unapologetic for sexing it up with Kirk. She said in court, she would have skied down Mount Everest nude with a carnation up her nose for the love of this man. Well, you know, that is the kind of line that is just made for tabloid headlines. So they just ate it up. Joyce and Keith were then released on bail, and now Joyce was instantly a celebrity. She gave a televised interview, which really fueled her 15 minutes of fame, because the whole story is so bananas, and Joyce is hot. You know, we love a hot criminal in the U.S. And in the U.K., where her story was really blowing up, I venture to say they love a hot criminal, too.
1: Who doesn't? I mean... It's a thing. You know, the hot prisoner, the guy, hot, you know? hot felon. Yeah. Hot felon.
0: We got to check on him. What's he up to? I,
1: I don't know. He was like
0: engaged to like a billionaire or something. I wonder oh, if he's going yeah. to keep that going. Yeah. We'll, we'll follow up on that. Okay. okay. So Joyce is out on bail, but still stuck across the pond, right? But it doesn't seem like it sucked. She was photographed at an after party for the London premiere of Saturday Night Fever with the likes of John Travolta and the Bee Gees. She walked the red carpet for some other movie premiere that featured Joan Collins, who was like huge at the time. Everyone just was fascinated with her. She was this phenomenon. The impression the public had was that she was this bubbly, hot woman who was like innocent and at the same time sexually free. And they just liked it. You know, Mm -hmm. all these men wrote her letters saying, please kidnap me. And women, you know, there was something about Joyce. Women liked her too. So Joyce starts talking about writing a book. She wants to call it a very special love story. She talks a lot about this book throughout the years, but I mean, just spoiler, it never comes to fruition or I would have read it for sure. Right. Okay. Anyways, at some point Joyce decided she really wasn't feeling the whole trial thing. So her being so resourceful, she managed to get a hold of the birth certificates of two dead people, which she used for her and Keith to get travel visas. And of course she had plenty of wigs and disguises she had brought along for her mission, you know, to rescue Kirk. So they were able to use those and get back to the USA. Wow. Yeah. They wore those badges that said like, I am deaf. If you can, you know, you can read (laughs) this, like I can read lips, speak slowly and clearly. So she didn't get like questioned too much at the airport.
1: Oh, which my. is clever
0: and also super devious. Like I think shit like that is really bad. Yeah, I
1: don't like that. Yeah, okay. Hot felon, he had a baby with the uh she was like top shop heiress. Oh, okay. In twenty eighteen. They broke up in two thousand nineteen, but he's a model and he's for oh yeah. Says he's worth four million dollars. That's it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. And this dude spent over nine years in prison, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. I don't hate
0: that, actually. I hope he appreciates. I hope he he does.
1: Left his life of crime way behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good for you, hot felon. Okay.
0: Well, over in England, they were up and arms over their hot story disappearing. So they began looking for Joyce and looking into her past in the U.S., Based on an address they found for her, they spoke with the man named Steve who still lived there, who used to live with Joyce. Mm -hmm. This guy, Steve, still had a thing for her. She's got some, like, powers. She really does. Okay. So he's got a thing for her, and he's also got a lot of dirt that was about to kill Joyce's kind of, like, Little Miss Sunshine image. See, Steve was initially conflicted about spilling the tea on Joyce, but a reporter offered to fly him to England and pay for his hotel so that he could be there for Joyce's trial if and when she was extradited. Okay,
1: so he wanted a free vacation or what?
0: He wanted a free vacation. I mean, he could have like probably held out for a lot more, but he had it, how bad he had it for Joyce. He just wanted to be at her trial. Okay, yeah, well, but I thought they, he was
1: going to spill the tea on her. He did. OK,
0: so the tea is Joyce was in an awful lot of free magazines. You know, that's how they did it back then. What kind
1: of they, free you magazines? Adver-
0: you know, like the back page kind of stuff where people. advertise oh, The penny services, saver is stuff like that. Yes.
1: Remember so the penny sh- saver. Yes. Okay. They of had course, those ads in the right? p- Penny Saver.
0: Of course. Yeah. I used to read them for fun. <laughs> those okay. Ads. Before I had <laughs> Wordle and TMZ on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay. So Joyce advertised her services for nude massages on a fur-covered waterbed. Also, nude wrestling, BDSM
1: whatever. Oh, way back, way back then
0: S and M. Yeah. All of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever your fantasy was, she she was doing it, doing it. She says she loves dirty old men and sugar daddies.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Joycey Joyce. Okay. So now this ends up making sense why she had so much freaking money. Okay.
1: And handcuffs and all kinds of shit for tickling the why everybody
0: everybody's got it so bad for her she's got a magic situation going on
1: oh yeah she does yeah okay (laughs) I know she okay you know I was kind of like how did she get it up for this guy and when she's like raping him like I don't I don't know how that actually works like she said you can't put a marshmallow in a in a hole or something But if you
0: are tied up It is just an erection. Is just a, it's a biological reaction.
1: And she knows how to get them up. If she even likes 30 old men, it's like she does.
0: She yes, yes, yes. Okay,
1: so Joyce, Joyce doesn't want
0: anything like this about her out there, right? But I don't think she (laughs) was worried about it because she didn't imagine that they would figure it out. Because you know, she's like in another country, right? Sure. Well, it turns out in addition to Steve being kind of in love with Joyce, he was also kind of a participant in her escort services. So... Like he paid for them? No. What his role was... I mean, this is how bad he had it for her. Joyce always brought her big white dog with her. Okay. Okay. She brought the dog... And they put a listening device on the dog's collar. So Steve would wait outside. So if anything like went sideways. Yeah. He could put a stop to it.
1: Steve was his, her bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's kind of
1: clever, right? Well, it's good. I mean, it's like a protection agent for her. It's not a
0: bad plan. It's not a bad plan.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, before the salacious story. That included like all of Joyce's ads and some naughty pictures from a photographer that had worked with Joyce that Steve had also put the tabloid reporter in contact with,
1: who handed over Steve must have been her, getting some money.
0: Yeah. Of her doing like BDSM, she's like standing on top of a dude, right? In quite the outfit. Okay. Joyce not knowing any of that. Okay. Okay. She didn't know that's going on. And so she called up one of the other papers wanting to sell the version of her story that she kind of wanted perpetuated. And she was able to make a deal to do so. They like paid her like 40,000 pounds. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, especially back then. So Joyce is in a hotel room with a reporter in Atlanta to give her version of the story when she learned that a story with a naked picture of her... Take a picture of her that said the real McKinney came out. She lost it. It was very dramatic. The reporter says he had to grab her by the ankles to stop her from jumping off the balcony. Oh. Yeah. Keith was there, of course. Right. Yeah. He was able to reason with her momentarily by telling her, if you die, no one will know how much you really loved him.
1: Kirk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Being Kirk. Okay. And the men, so the men that were like in the room were able to get her to a hospital where they gave her like a, a shot of something.
1: Like a sedative. She, yeah.
0: Cause she was hysterical. Right. So after that, she was taken back to the hotel and her parents came in the room and her father held her in his arms and she bit him and like drew blood. And then she fled the hotel room hospital into the night. No hospital. I they thought they were left in... the hospital. No, they left the hospital after they gave her the shot. Oh, they go back to the hotel. Her parents come to the hotel. Okay. She flees the hotel in her nightie. And they followed her as long as they could. But then she ran across the freeway and they lost her.
1: Yeah, that's scary shit, dude.
0: Yeah. That's scary shit. Okay. So after that whole shit show, Joyce's story like kind of fizzled. She was never extradited. She wasn't. No, she wasn't. I mean, they didn't have like, she was charged with like some kind of kidnapping charge, but she was never charged with like rape or whatever because they didn't even have a charge for that in the seventies. Right. Okay. And her story fizzled because like the tabloids had dug up all they wanted and more. Like, what else were they going to find, you know? And Joyce didn't give any more interviews. You know, she's kind of like humiliated. But she reappeared in the press seven years later in 1984 when she was arrested for stalking Kirk at the Salt Lake City Airport where he worked. My gosh, she is obsessed. Oh, well, Joyce says she just happened to be there to book a flight. Mm. Which is interesting since Salt Lake City is not the most convenient airport to book a ticket at considering she was back living in
1: North Carolina. <laughs> it was like in the opposite direction in the of United the States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the United States.
0: Oh, and by the way, she had rope and handcuffs with her. Stop it. Yeah.
1: Well, she was probably still on the penny saver.
0: Right. Okay. So she says Kirk's wife just happened to spot her and called the police. Joyce describes the difference between her and Kirk's wife as about a hundred pounds.
1: There she goes again. Bitch.
0: There she goes again. What a bitch. Okay. So she also shames Kirk for what his job entailed at the airport, which was emptying out the waste from the airplanes.
1: I hate it when people Somebody do shit like that. got to do it, dude.
0: We should all be applauding the people who do these jobs that we do that we don't want to do by the way. Those jobs pay pretty damn well.
1: Yes. And dude, like an airport job is a good job.
0: It totally is yeah. a good job. Okay. So this little incident, it kind of shapes the way I think about the whole thing. You know, at first I tended to think Joyce's maybe a little cuckoo, kachoo, but the whole thing had got to have been consensual. Right.
1: And Maybe, I don't know if she had a chloroform maybe, with her. I just don't know if that's ever consensual. I mean, I don't
0: know. I just thought like maybe, maybe, maybe Kirk did just change his story because he feared excommunication. Okay. But maybe it wasn't consensual, right? You know,
1: I, like. I'm thinking it wasn't consensual.
0: Maybe like it was a little bit consensual in the beginning. And then he got a glimpse Of her being a little, let's say, unstable. And then it wasn't so consensual. No. Like, I'm going to tell her whatever she wants to hear so I can get the hell away from this chick.
1: Yeah. I think that for sure.
0: Yeah. So after her arrest in Utah, Joyce, like, dropped off again and lived a quiet life with her parents. It seems she became extremely paranoid during this time because she got a guard dog to protect her from the paparazzi that you know were no longer there. Her all the time <laughs> in like, North Carolina. Actually, we're actually no afraid, longer there. Yeah, that they were trespassing on her property. Okay. Yeah. Well, this dog mauled her.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. And another dog that she had rescued a little pit bull. She credits with saving her from the mauling and her and this little pit bull form this unbreakable bond, this little pit bull. She named Booger. Okay. Okay. Now, according to Joyce, Booger was just the bees knees. He could get her soda from the fridge, bring her a towel, dial nine one one.
1: Amazing.
0: Amazing. He was her best friend for the next 10 years until he died in 2006. When he died, Joyce was not cool with that. Okay. Which I understand losing a furry friend is always difficult, but Joyce decided she was going to remedy her loss by having the dog cloned in South Korea. So she paid a doctor over there $150,000 to do it. So she flew over there and made international news at the press conference where this doctor announced he had successfully cloned booger times five. Oh, five of them. Five little boogers. Okay. Okay. Now, Joyce used her middle name instead of her first name, thinking the press wouldn't connect the dots as to who who she was. was. Yeah. And she wouldn't have to relive her past. But you know, Joyce really kind of like, she looks the same.
1: Even after the mauling. Yeah.
0: It really like, it mauled like her, more of her body and her arm. She says she's lost some use of her arm. Okay. But not her face. You know, she looks the same. She's still got that same bubbly personality, the voice or whatever. I mean, people that remembered the story knew right away it was her and it was international news. Okay. So, The dog cloning story was big news, but now it was bigger news because it was Joyce's dog. By the way, she (laughs) named all the puppies like booger names. It was like Booger Hong, Booger Lee.
1: Green Booger.
0: Yeah, shit like that. Snotty Booger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So in 2010, this documentary called Tabloid that she participated in came out. And it ends with her living in North Carolina with all her little booger dogs and explaining that the book about her story is on hold because she had three suitcases worth of materials, documents, photos, and such that had been stolen Mm. out of her truck, which it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's a very old beat up truck with like a homemade plywood camper shell on it. So it doesn't look like a vehicle that would get broken into, I mean, to me. And also I wonder who keeps their most important document
1: <laughs> in your truck. Yeah. Yeah. Does all the boogers look the same? Like when you clone yeah, the dog, do they, do they look identical? The yes.
0: And the picture is like a dog that doesn't look anything like these dogs nursing all of these puppies. Okay. That look nothing like him. I mean, it is pretty impressive, but also we'll get to why it's not a really a good idea to do the cloning thing. Okay. So the documentary ends saying that Keith died in 2004. So that's why he wasn't interviewed. We never get to hear why he had it so bad for Joyce. I know. You know? And Steve could not be located.
1: You know, I think Keith was doing it with her.
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I got to get a read on Keith, but you never get to see him.
1: You know, I just have this feeling like or she was paying him or something like there is no reason he's just hanging out,
0: you know? Well, okay. that it. that one thing is. So, you know, when she was in the hotel room with that reporter, the reporter says that her and Keith's relationship was really odd, that it was like they were joking, but she would call him slave. She would say, like, down, slave, or go get me this, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. But it was like, it's kind of weird. Maybe he just liked to be, like, dominated, like, told what to do, you know? He was clearly at Joyce's beck and call. So that could have been part of that, but I yeah. don't really know. Yeah, okay. Okay, it's all speculation. Okay, also, okay, Steve could not be located, and Kirk, he refused to be interviewed, okay? Okay. Well, a lot has happened since 2010, with Joyce oh, when the well, documentary... Well, what's that? 13 debuted. years ago.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. First of all, she did not care for the documentary, and she sued the people that made it. Basically, she said she participated in it because she thought it was about, like, how savage the British tabloids are.
1: Because mm-hmm. well, that's probably what they told her. Oh, maybe. You know, people... Think- but she... She tells her whole story. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Well, she gets to tell it, I guess. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Right?
0: Okay. So she wanted to talk about like how the British tabloids did her dirty, which she does tell that part of the story. One of the papers over there, The Sun, did kind of do her dirty. They put her head on a naked woman's body. But it's like such a bad Photoshop. It's pretty obvious. And they were just trying to keep up with the other paper that like, oh had gosh. the real, the real yeah. pics, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're ruthless over there.
1: Oh my gosh, I guess.
0: The other pictures are obviously real. Okay. But Joyce doesn't admit that. She just harps on this one picture.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Anyways, her lawsuit against the filmmakers was thrown out. Joyce actually accompanied the documentary film producer to a premiere and got on stage and ranted to the audience about how dangerous Mormons are. And that's the real story. Oh. And she tries to discredit the producer while she's standing
1: oh my right gosh. there next to him.
0: Yeah. She's delusional. It's actually like, oh. really sad. Okay. She says that the paparazzi stayed in front of her house for 33 years.
1: Yeah. It did not happen. So
0: it's like, it's clearly like, you know, the elevator's not going to the top floor. Like she's really not. It's not all there. Okay, so I actually think, I mean, Joyce was so mad about this documentary, but I think Joyce was not portrayed as badly as she seems to think she was. I think she should be thankful that the documentary left out the trouble she found herself in that I discovered in 2004. And it just kind of like ended like she's this eccentric woman who has thrown her life into raising these cloned puppies Mm -hmm. living on this farm. That's how it ends. Okay. Well, what happened in November, 2004 was she was found in a van with a teenager in Carter County, Tennessee. And apparently she instructed the teenage boy to burglarize a house and was charged with criminal conspiracy to commit aggravated burglary and contributing to the delinquency of a minor.
1: My gosh, what are they burglarizing for? Like, what does she need?
0: The motivation for this was to buy a prosthetic leg for her three-legged horse. you got to be
1: fooling me. <laughs> this shit just gets weirder. I know. I wasn't able to I mean, doesn't it find... have to be like fitted? I mean, it's just like... It's like a
0: lot, right? Okay. I wasn't able to find out what she was sentenced for that or if like the charges had possibly been dropped. I don't know. But I do know that as of 2019... She had moved across the country with all the boogers. Okay. Mm. To where now?
1: California. Oh, right by you.
0: Yes. Okay. An animal control officer at the Burbank shelter named Stacy Wood Levin says, I quote, I'm very familiar with Joyce McKinney. We've had many check condition calls on the animals over the years. People would see the dogs crated up in Joyce's camper van that she appeared to be living out of. She says that three of those pit bulls would end up at the Burbank shelter. Oh. Being euthanized. And that's sad. Really sad. She says. And the, you know, the other two have, you know, a lot of health and behavioral problems. Or that's why they were euthanized because of their health and behavioral problems. And it's unclear what happened to the other two pit bulls. She says the dogs have serious behavior issues. I mean, I think that cloning stuff is like not a good idea,
1: right? I don't know. Some people are really into it nowadays, but...
0: I don't know. Okay. So, and they have like a lot of health things. So this animal control agent was interviewed because Joyce had made headlines again because she was arrested for the hit and run of a 91-year-old oh. Holocaust survivor walking his dog in Valley Village.
1: The Valley? Sadly, in the Valley? Valley Village in Los Angeles. Yeah. That area. Yeah. Yeah, I know.
0: The dog survived, but sadly, the oh. man didn't. And when the was whole- this? 2019.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, survived the Holocaust, but not choice.
1: And apparently the
0: man had been hit by a car and survived before.
1: Jeez Louise. Okay, so
0: yes. his fa- the family is like pissed. They're like he, they were pushing for 100.
1: Oh. Okay, so where is she yeah. now?
0: Okay. So that whole accident was caught on surveillance video. That's how she, you know, got caught for that. Okay. She was arrested for vehicular manslaughter and found not competent to stand trial twice.
1: So she's like pretty.
0: Yeah. Mentally Unstable. unstable. Yes. So it is my understanding that she is still being held at a mental health facility in Norwalk, California, which is not far from me. She is 73 years old. I didn't even know that we still had state mental health facilities.
1: She can't be 73. She's got to be 63. No, she's 73. But in 75 and 70. Okay. Math. I'm really good. My kids go to Mathnasium. (laughs) She was born in 1949. Okay. You said in 1975, she was 26, but in 1975, she was 36, right? Oh no, you're right. Sorry, my bad. My mom was sixteen. I was trying to like. I thought my mom was twenty six, and no, yeah, my mom was sixteen. Yeah. Okay. So she's seventy three. She's not with it
0: in a mental health facility, Mm -hmm. and all the dogs are probably in dog heaven. Yeah. Okay. So there is a movie being made currently about her story called Sinner Versus Saints. Over in England. Okay. So we'll be, we'll be watching. We'll
1: be looking for it. I'm not sure that Joyce will be able to. I think Joyce should just not Stick watch it. Check this one out. Yeah. That's As probably Kirk, good.
0: Kirk, I want to tell you, I did, I found him on Facebook.
1: Oh, you did.
0: He seems to be living. He obviously wants privacy. So I'm going to respect that. He seems to be living his best life though. And I, What the vibe I get is that he, I don't think he regrets his choices.
1: Well, I'm sure he doesn't. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) you said he was married back when she like saw him in the airport. So, I mean, I'm assuming he had lots of children and he's still a Mormon. Yeah. That's an accurate assumption. Okay. Well, good. All right. Well, thank you for that one. Those are kind of, well, you know, no murder. I mean, except for the old man that she hit but kind of dogs so but if you guys want to hear more last week we did the first part of elvis on our patreon and it's a good one so go to to apple
0: subscription or
1: apple subscription either one you could find us there for our bonus episodes that come out every thursday and the crimes happen once a month but Lucky you. February is a short month and Gretchen's got a two-parter. So you get two weeks of crime for February and it's a really good way to support us. So go to patreon.com forward slash housewives, a true crime, or you can subscribe on Apple right now. If you are on Apple or listening on Apple Podcasts. Other than that, please follow us on all the platforms. And if you haven't checked our YouTube channel out, please do so and like and subscribe. And until Thursday for all of you, Disco Biscuits and Disco Balls or next Monday. Okay. We'll see you then. Clinkity clank,
0: Clink clink.